Hello and welcome to How Are You Holding Up, a mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chris. And we wanted to start recording a couple weekends ago, I believe, in the new year, but I was diagnosed with COVID-19. And... But um, I'm feeling a little bit better, so we wanted to talk with you all about kind of what's been going on with us in our lives and um, just have a sort of online social gathering. So if you're new or you're um, returning, welcome back and welcome for all those of you who have been with us since the beginning. You're like family at this point. Yeah, no, we uh we've been very much uh away uh <laughs> for the last few months. It's been um I'm sure as many of you know, it's it's not the uh it's not been the greatest year. It's not been the greatest time for most if not any or all of us. Uh and I think I mean really it kind of came down to we were exhausted. Mentally, yeah. emotionally, physically. Yeah. And I think I, I know that some of you probably have thought of this over listening to if you've been listening to us for a while, that talking about depression and talking about our mental health and talking about that once a week or once every two weeks, it, it does become difficult to focus on that. And mm-hmm. we needed, you know, when the pandemic hit, we did try. Um, and then it just, a lot happened for us and for, I think everyone, you know, the world changed and we needed to take a step back from this and we never had a real discussion about it. It just kind of became something we both understood. We did talk eventually, like, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll take a break until the new year. Um, and we weren't <laughs> sure how we wanted the podcast to look and what we wanted to move forward with. So, um, we were surprised to see that there's actually been a lot of growth in our podcast since we've been away. I think we've been away for three months. Yeah, September was the last episode, and now it is January. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, like three or four months. And uh, the listeners, uh, a lot of you have just kind of, there's it's it's been consistent. Uh, kind of surprising. We haven't been... <laughs> active on instagram we haven't been really active on facebook or any other social media we we try to respond to messages when we can uh and i know we've been lax on responding on those and we uh uh, i mean (laughs) sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) so um we do the best we can with what we've got and sometimes we are uh yeah, we are overwhelmed. We are sometimes we're not even overwhelmed. We're just whelmed. And that's enough. Yes. And I so think, kind of you know, having this hobby, basically, that we created and a space for you guys to not feel alone, what you were going through and making talking about depression more accessible was so important to us. And, um, I think taking a space back and really it was interesting for me because I think after a while, after two years of doing the podcast, you take for granted what it means to you in your daily life. 
And for mm-hmm. me, being able to have time just with, for example, with you, Chris, and like us talk about how are we doing actually, what have we been learning from our therapists or psychologists? What have we been learning from the people around us? What can we talk about? Where, where are the gaps in the information that we get from therapists or from online resources? And um, so it's just made me realize how much I relied on the podcast to feel like I had something that I did every week, you know, had a rhythm going and things that I was thinking about. And it was important to take a break and I'm grateful for it, but I'm, I'm really glad to be back. <laughs> yeah. You and me both. I, uh, I've had a sort of, uh, I mean, for, for lack of a better term, uh, I have been adrift on a sea of busy work for quite a while. Uh, I've done the thing that I do every time, which is I've dove headfirst into my work. Uh, and I uh, I don't have uh, another outlet besides that. It is my hyperfixation of hyperfixations, which uh, I've been kind of trying to learn more about my tendency to do that. But for the most part, like... I'm still taking medication. I'm still trying to spend time with, you know, talking with friends and occasionally doing something creative. But for the most part, I find myself adrift and completely uh, mentally not really anywhere. So having the podcast, having this this kind of concrete thing that requires my attention, requires some focus, it requires outside the box like kind of thinking and feeling and actually being in touch with what I think and feel not having that I think it allowed me to dive deeper into that uh almost uh, fixation spatial yeah I mean spatial unawareness (laughs) like I don't I'm not focused on anything. Every the world is a uh, almost like a weird. It's like it's. I feel like my world is watching like a uh, a vapor wave music video, <laughs> where it's just it's there's like a bunch of static. There's a shit ton of like really bright colors, and if you were to gather any form of meaning from it, g- good, good on you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't find one. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that it's it's weird. It's a weird feeling. But how have you been doing? <laughs> we kind of just brushed over that whole you have covid moment yes. there. So, um as you may or may not know, I live um pretty secluded life up in a forest about an hour and a half away from my work and we have still been going into work and there have been measures at work. They have cleaning and we all have to wear masks. Um, but I still been going in. And so is my partner and the holidays. And I, and I'm not sure if that's where I got it. Uh, I could have also gotten it at, um, I did go to the dentist. I had to go to the dentist. I was in a lot of pain. Um, and I had a really bad cavity that they had to take care of. So it was one of those things where like they go in, they take your temperature you wear a mask and they make you rinse with a hydrogen 
peroxide mouthwash and do the do the stuff. So it felt safe ish, you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so <laughs> during Christmas time, um, we did go to my mom's because she's been kind of in my our bubble. We take my dog to her house while I work, so. I'd only see a very few people, but I do see my mother and um, stepfather and my little sister who's home for the holidays. So we came over to their house for Christmas and were there a couple days prior and I started getting this swollen throat feeling like I had slept with a fan on my face one night and I thought that was what it was. And mm-hmm. then I just got extremely tired after Christmas, like that weekend right after because Christmas was on Friday, I think. Um, and then on Sunday I had a little itty bitty fever. It was like, not yeah. even what you would consider a fever. It's, it was like 99. And for me, I run cool. I don't run at a 98.7. I think I usually run at like a 97.8 or something. Like I, I feel like I'm just a cooler temperature person. And, um, at least that's what I've learned from taking my temperature every day for the past oh six months God. at work. Yeah, um, seriously. <laughs> so. Anyway, I I got a fever and that's when my family was like, okay, you should guys should quarantine in, in the bedroom. And we got a buttload of snow up by my house. So they closed the roads. I couldn't go home anyway. And we were just like, oh God, please don't let it be COVID because um, my parents are older and my little sister was going to go back to college in a couple of weeks and she couldn't be exposed. And um, my partner's mom also got sick at the same exact time, like the same day we both had a sore throat. So we were like, no way. Like it has to be a cold or a flu. You know what I mean? And my throat hurt so badly. I thought I had strep throat. I got a fever, got the aches and work asked us to go rapid test and we couldn't find testing anywhere. Oh my God. It was impossible to find anything. Um, And so they Mm. helped us find something an hour, like 45 minutes away. So we went, we waited for four hours in the car. Um, then they came over, they did a swab test and the next day they were like, no, you're negative for COVID. And I had also started losing my, my sense of taste at this point. And so I had a full fever of of about a hundred and like one, I had a sore throat. I had lost my sense of taste and I tested negative. Mm -hmm. So we went home. My partner got sick too. Um, really bad fever, sweats, you know, exhaustion, just like absolute fatigue. And, um, but we're like, no, it's, it's a cold, it's a cold, you know, New Year's came, New Year's went, he stayed quarantined. I came down and like had a sip of Pisco sour with my family and then went back to bed. Um, Mm -hmm. but we didn't think we had COVID. And so we were coming downstairs and like hanging out with the family, watching TV on the couch, you know, and I was feeling like I was getting a little bit better. My fever had passed, the sore throat had passed. But I couldn't smell anything. And what I could taste was like salt or sweetness. I couldn't differentiate what it was exactly what I was eating, (laughs) which was like really – you don't know. It's so interesting. I'm going to get to that later. But the mental health that is attached to your sense of smell and taste is extraordinary. So – Wow, yeah. So, yeah. So uh, work, you know, how to stay home again and – there was another like three day weekend, I believe. And then they were like, okay, you guys are still sick. Like we want you to go get tested again. Um, we're going to hold a testing at our, at our office. So we'll have you do the PCR test, which is more accurate. Cause I was, yeah, it was so frustrating. Cause everyone was telling me like it, 
you know, you could have gotten a false negative. It could be a false negative. I was like, no way. Like, I didn't want to believe that I had COVID, which is really funny. Yeah, of course. <clears throat> no, it's scary. And I was terrified to get COVID. Terrified because I have terrible lungs. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so uh, we came to work. We stayed in, in the car. And they came out to us to test us in our car. And mm-hmm. the next day, it came out that we were positive. We tested positive. And it was kind of that weird feeling where your whole body suddenly feels hypersensitive, like the anxiety that drops into your body. And it's just like adrenaline, You're like all your pores open up. And I felt like icy hot when yeah. I found out. And I was like, okay, mom, oh, I'm boy. sorry. Like, we have COVID. And she was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> So she's like, I'm so sorry, but I'm going to have to ask you guys to go home. <laughs> and I was like, of course, like, of course. I mean, at this point, we'd already yeah. been there for like 10, you know, I'd been sick for 10 days at this point. Yeah. Um. So we, we came home. It was such a pain in the butt because we had all this like, we were both sick. We we're both fatigued. And we had to clean up everything really fast and pack up the car, drive an hour and a half. Then we got stuck in traffic. There was traffic on the way home. That's a horrible accident. So it was like more like two hours. We get home. There's snow in my ice, icy ass driveway that is extremely steep and like 12. I don't, I don't even know how long that driveway is. It is just like a straight up hill climb. Yeah. And so we had to like take loads of stuff up and then climb the stairs up to my house. And I couldn't breathe. Um, so we just took like one load up, up, up from the car. And so that was kind of our experience um, of – how it all came out. I'm sorry if that was like drawn out, but I figured I'd paint a picture yeah. of what it was like. And then yeah. um, I think that th- I felt a lot of anger and a lot of frustration at the testing process and the fact that like we tested negative and so we socialized. I would never have come out of my room had I gotten a positive. You know what I mean? And, yeah, of course. Um, and so I like and yes, I could have worn a mask around my house and yes, I could have been better and I could have washed my hands more and I could, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. Um, but I was still angry. <laughs> so um, I was glad though we had quarantined. So I think during our most infectious time, we hadn't gone out at all. Like we hadn't gone to the grocery store. We hadn't um, seen any friends. <clears throat> so I hadn't gone to work either. I'd been out, I've been out of work for like three weeks now. Um, I've just been so sick yeah. and I'm more sick than he is. Um, I still can't taste very well or smell very well. And I got really depressed. And it's interesting because COVID-19 is known for causing and bringing out mental health issues. Now they don't know if it's connected. They don't know for sure if it's connected just to like the stigma of having COVID-19 or if it actually elicits um, like the symptoms are mental illness for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know that about 9,000 people or more have forever lost their sense of smell and taste from COVID-19. Um, I know that it's, I feel like something has been taken away from me. It's a really weird way to describe it, but it's like all of a sudden, you know, when your hands go numb and suddenly you can't feel from out of your hands. It's like, I can't smell. I can't smell my shampoo. I can't smell the coffee in the morning. I can't smell my blankets or the laundry detergent. And it's like all these little moments, you know, I can't smell if there's a gas, go, like the, the, my gas burners are on and I left the gas going. I, I can't smell if there's smoke. 
I don't have those indicators to like, so that brings an anxiety into my life. Um, yeah. You know, our burners weren't lighting. And so we were just like leaking gas into the kitchen upstairs. <laughs> and we had to like, we were like being very careful about it, but still like I, I had to keep double checking stuff because I couldn't smell if there was something wrong. And, um, and then not being able to taste, you know, when you're sick and you're miserable and you miss your friends and like the world is falling apart and political parties are clashing online and everywhere you look is sad and you just want to eat something delicious because it makes you feel better. You know, whatever soup you go yeah. to when you're sick or your tea and you, and you drink it and you can't taste it or it tastes wrong. So for a long time, yeah. coffee, it only tasted like a, like battery acid. Like it just tasted bitter 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 like not like coffee at all like like i was putting poison in my mouth i couldn't drink it it's bitter bean juice yeah it was like parts of my tongue were numb literally mm -hmm. i mean i ate like the other day i ate a sweet roll and my tongue literally picked up no taste at all it was like i had gone to the dentist and gotten my tongue ejected and i couldn't taste anything and so for me that it was like these comforts these creature comforts that i just totally take for granted and I know that like when some people have the flu or the cold, you lose it a little. I've never lost it like this before. And there's this impending fear of what if it never comes back? What if I never taste anything again or I never taste fully again or I never smell fully again? Um, yeah, <laughs> the other day, because both my partner and I can't smell anything. The other day. I got this like sudden hint of BO, like really strong BO. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't put deodorant on in like five days. And neither has my partner because we can't <laughs> smell anything. We're not seeing anybody. And it just like hit my nose and it was oh. gone. And I was like, we need to take a shower and we need to put deodorant on. Oh no. <laughs> but oh for my me, God. with what's, what I'm dealing with right now is I'm just really – like it, there's a mental aspect to this where I'm afraid because <clears throat> at any time COVID can turn, like it can be very, a very quick, rapid decline. And so even yeah. though the first couple of weeks, like everyone's like, oh no, I think you got through the worst of it. Like the last few days I've been having a really hard time breathing and um, I ran out of breath faster um, and I don't know if it's anxiety or if I literally can't breathe very well. Um mm -hmm. Because I do get like all colds, I get all flus. They always like turn into bronchitis or something. Like I have terrible lungs; they always get infected. Um, <clears throat> so I'm I'm afraid all the time. Like I try to push it out of my mind, but I get I get nervous. And um, God, just with everything that's going on, you know, and it's like I can't I can't see anybody. Not that that I would if I was sick, but you know, it just like it just feels lonely and scary and we're not I'm not really supposed to like talk about it with a lot of people because I don't think that it, you know like it's I don't want to freak anybody out I didn't post it on Facebook yeah. or anything um no I know I don't think really anybody knows about it in my personal life I just kind of went dark for a while and a lot of people knew that I was really sick but they didn't know what it was so yeah um because nobody wants to you know nobody wants to assume the worst yeah, and I, exactly, and I don't want to, you know, and and there is an ugly stigma where it's like, well, then mm -hmm. you, if you got COVID nineteen, you did something wrong. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like you There's... didn't get COVID nineteen. Do it like you can't get COVID nineteen if you wear a mask and wash your hands and stay away from everybody. And yeah. the reality is, like, sure, but I still have to make money. 
I still need to like go to work and my partner mm -hmm. has to work as well. So yep. um, even though every day when we go in, we take our temperatures and we have hand washing bricks and we sanitize our stations and I wasn't hanging out with anybody or going out to places. I didn't even go grocery shopping. Um, I still got it. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's the thing. I mean, even in the best case scenario, like it it doesn't matter. It's it, it, it any contact tracing there's people who are just getting it and they have no idea why it just happens or yeah. you know they, like you said you do everything right and it still happens it, there's a lot of that just going around and i have like a genuinely small bubble i have the office and i have my grandma and that's it that is literally the extent. And then I think about it more and I go, well, no, I went to the grocery store. Uh, I went, I got gas the other day. Y you can start coming up with every single little place and locale and anywhere that anyone could just breathe in the wrong direction. Yep. Mental health wise, that's a nightmare. That is genuine yep. paranoia. Like you can, yep. you can give yourself paranoia just thinking about well i i that one person they they were sniffling and their mask was under their nose and oh that person they they went to that place and that place had like somebody who got yeah of course we're gonna kill ourselves worrying about it i think the death. Hard, yeah and another hard thing is though is like when you get it you have to trace back where were you um mm -hmm that first week where you might not have been showing symptoms and who did you talk to? And then I had to make phone calls. Yeah. I had to call people and, um, and let them know that, Hey, I have COVID-19. I tested positive. And I know that when I saw you, I was wearing a mask, but you might want to get tested or at least like, mm -hmm. take, you know, get quarantined for the next seven to 14 days and don't 14 take a, days. Yeah. Don't take a rapid test. Take a, um, take a PCR test. It's, it takes longer, but, you know, it, mm -hmm. it, it was like having it was like I got an STD or something and I had to contact, <laughs> you know, my past relationships. Um, yeah. You know, and it was, it was it, the holidays were hard this year um, and having and then getting COVID-19 literally on Christmas Day basically is showing symptoms on Christmas Day. And then um, mm -hmm. everything with the po political atmosphere, it's um, it's been a really bizarre time and i'm so grateful yeah. that i know stuff about mental health because i've been reading about how many people are um ending their lives during this time and it's like so many people don't know how to handle when they go downhill or they don't have a people they can reach out to because they've been quarantined and they don't know how to like contact or whatever and i feel very fortunate that I have done so much work that when this all hit and when this all started happening, I, I have some resources available to me. Um, yeah. This podcast being one of them. I, I've, you know, I've been going back to therapy and stuff too. It's just so necessary. There was a time there earlier, I think we did a podcast um, episode on it. I was not doing well. I was not doing well at all. Um, I'd lost a very close friend. Um, I was mm -hmm. wanting to, you know, and I went to, I, I reached out to some people and they brought me into an online depression support group. And I'd only went once, but just that once made a really big impact for me. 
So I don't know. I I think just for all of you guys out there who are going through it and trying to ignore it, it's, I don't think ignoring it's the way to go. Like treat yourself with care right now. Yeah, seriously. It's, I, uh, the, it's such a weird time in all of our lives. I mean, the political bullshit going on, the social bullshit going on, the philosophical, the religious, the, the, sociological it's everywhere it's everywhere and nowhere it's schrodinger's pandora's box yeah like it is both the worst of times and it's not even anywhere near the best of times but there's so much out there that we can't even see the forest for the trees at this point I feel so disconnected from, I mean, I was feeling disconnected from everyone last year in general, but I, I don't feel like reaching out for a life raft hardly. I'm just kind of like waiting in the ocean and I'm okay with it. I, that's what scares me the most is the fact that I'm somehow like mentally i'm definitely not great i'm not doing my best but i'm also not i'm not really trying to you You're know what i mean kind of trying to stay above water well, i can't even say i'm trying i just am above water yeah it's i i feel like i should be Worse, and I mean, medication probably has something to do with that. I just had my check-in with my psychiatrist yesterday, and I basically said, yeah, I don't know what these are doing for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they're doing anything or if they're doing nothing, but they're, they're, they, I, I'm here. Yeah. And I guess I'm doing okay. And he basically said, like, well... You, you got to get on that therapy train again because there's only so much that could be done with, you know, medication. I'm like, yeah, I know. What happened with the therapy train? Speaking of trains. Uh, well, uh, my therapist kind of just fell off the face of the earth. I haven't reached out to them. Uh, and I don't know. Part of me was kind of worrying, but. Another part of me is just kind of like, well, I might be better off just looking for someone different. Mm. So yeah. they just, I just wasn't clicking with them anymore. I was getting into more, more of a philosophical thought pattern debate of just like, well, I'm not really getting anything out of these sessions other than conversation. I can get that anywhere. Yeah. So, no, I need I need something different. So, that'll be that'll be something I'll be working on this year is trying to find a better therapist. But Good I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. That's I I I'm not giving up. I mean, there's that. 
That's, I've been that's with my therapist, I think, for about seven years. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I need. No, no, you're good. I just it's funny. Uh, my, my Another friend of mine was talking to me about their therapist is like the perfect person for them. And I'm like, well, I think I think my I think I just might not be. Uh, I don't know. Finding a therapist is like dating. I haven't had much luck with that either. Um, I mean, I went to about, I don't know, six different therapists before I found mine. Yeah, no, I've, I've, I've been to quite a number of therapists at this point and every single time I've gone, it's inevitably let, let, like, I just kind of go, nah. Maybe you should go to mine. I wonder if you can. I know that Uh, like we're friends, but I'm telling you, man, she changed my life. I mean, I would love to, I I just got to find somebody who takes my insurance uh, yes the uh, health insurance yeah which honestly an entire we could do an episode just <laughs> complaining about health insurance in this country but it's fine. it gives it's me anxiety even thinking about it <laughs> seriously no i mean i don't i mean just now that you gotta deal with all this health crap like mm-hmm. oh fucking a it's i don't know Everybody listening, I know that you're all going through some variation of all of this nonsense. Like, I, I, I can't even fathom for our international listeners what it must be like to see out to see America in flames the way it is right now. And it's, it's really sad a... and painful, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Like. At a time when we really I, could be used being close together, we're really far apart. Yeah, honestly, fighting. too much fighting. Yeah, it's it's unnecessary. We are we are motes of dust floating through <laughs> a pale blue dot in the cosmos. <laughs> we can be better than this, and we should be better than this, and we yeah. will be better than this. That's right. And we're going to take you all with us. <laughs> Damn right. So 2021 gang this year starting out pretty interesting. I mean, I know this millennium is old enough to drink now, but it does not need to go this fucking hard this early. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get it a glass of water and some some uh, Pedialyte for the morning. <laughs> happy new year you guys we're so glad to be back thank you for listening thank you for coming on this journey with us and we will uh, talk to you next week yes as always follow us on instagram we'll be posting doing stuff on that again we have a facebook we have an email web 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 mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com we still have the website it has not been touched We're trying so hard. Uh, We do have a Patreon, but it's been deactivated for a while just because we weren't doing any content. So we will start that back up again. And um, one of those fun tiers has Discord hangout time with us, which we will be doing. Yep, we got, well, we've got no other options now. (laughs) Discord it is. So either way, you all take care of yourselves. We will see you next week. And as always, don't don't tell tell us to just get get over it. it.